faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Listeners to my show contacted me in droves this week after the story broke about the CIA's plan to assassinate in partnership with the Brits, Julian Assange, the WikiLeaks founder. The reason they contacted me was that close to a year ago, I predicted that our government would kill Assange. They have no choice. In particular, that our intel agencies would murder him. That Julian Assange would never see the inside of a U.S. courtroom alive. The reason why reads like a spy novel, like a really good spy movie script. It gets to the heart of the absolute tyrannical rot in our intelligence agencies. The bottom line is that Julian Assange must die before he can tell the world what he knows about who actually hacked the DNC server. Remember, it was Assange's WikiLeaks that released the contents of the server, deeply embarrassing the Democrats. The lie that it was the Russians that hacked the server can be put to rest by one man, Julian Assange. He knows exactly who hacked the server, and it wasn't the Russians. He's maintained for a long time. He's not alone. A group of former NSA officials studied the case and found that there was no way the Russians or anybody else could have hacked the server. The time signatures don't work. It had to be an inside job. Want a hint about what Assange knows? Here he is on August 10th, 2016, from the Ecuadorian embassy that had given him shelter. The Russians did not hack the server. Who did he think did? Here's how he answered the question. Uh, whistleblowers go to significant efforts to get us material and often very significant risks. As a 27-year-old who uh, works for the DNC, who was shot in the back, murdered uh, just two weeks ago uh, for un- unknown reasons as he was walking down the street in Washington. So that was, that was just a robbery, I believe, wasn't it? No, it's, there's no finding. So uh, that's what are you the suggesting? Sort of, what are you suggesting? I'm suggesting that our sources uh, take risks and they, are, they become concerned uh, to see things occurring uh, like that. But was he one uh, of your sources then? I mean, we don't comment on who our sources but are. Why but why make the suggestion about a young guy being shot we, in the streets of Washington? Because uh, we have to understand uh, how high the stakes are uh, in the United States and that our sources are, you know, our sources face serious risks. Uh, that's why they come to us, so we can protect uh, their anonymity. Uh, but it's quite something and, to suggest a murder. So, that's basically what you're doing. Well, that others have, have suggested that. Uh, we are investigating to understand uh, what happened uh, in that situation with Seth Rich. I think it is uh, a concerning situation. Uh, there's not a conclusion yet. We w- wouldn't be willing to um, state a conclusion, but we are concerned about it. And more importantly, um, a variety of WikiLeaks sources are concerned when that kind of thing happens. The biggest lie our intel agencies ever told was that the Russians hacked that server. And we know it's a lie. Under oath, FBI Director James Comey testified that the only evidence they ever had that the Russians hacked the server came from a company named CrowdStrike. 
Remember, the FBI never took possession of the server, never examined it. CrowdStrike was employed by the Democrats. In 2017, in a closed-door classified hearing, the results of which we now know are public, we wouldn't find out about it until Trump left office, there was a hearing with members of Congress. It was classified. They hauled CrowdStrike in, and they asked them, what is the evidence that the Russians hacked the server? They said they didn't know, under oath, if the server had been hacked at all. Wait, what? They had no proof the server had been hacked, they said. Well, what makes them think it was the Russians? Why did they write that in a report to the FBI? They said, well, if it was hacked, it looked like something in the style the Russians might do. But you're saying you don't know if it was hacked. No. You have no proof it was hacked? No. Yet it was the report by CrowdStrike that our intel agencies would use to tar Donald Trump as a Russian colluder. Do I have your attention now? This was why I was able to accurately predict, accurately as it turns out, that our government would kill him or would try almost a year ago. But there's so much more to the story. See, our intel agencies are lying to us even now. Famed investigative reporter Michael Isakoff broke the story. It ran in Yahoo News and it relied on interviews with 30 former U.S. officials and said eight of them had detailed the plot to assassinate Assange. The plot, by the way, was hatched with the Brits. There's a very good reason for that. They want him dead, too. You'll understand why as this podcast unfolds. As the story goes, the Russians planned to sneak Assange out of the Ecuadorian embassy, possibly in a laundry basket, and whisk him to safety in Moscow. The Russians have a lot of reasons for wanting to do this. They know they didn't hack the server either. And they know that Assange can prove it. At the time, Ecuadorian officials were proposing providing Assange with a diplomatic passport that would have enabled him to serve in their mission in Russia. The idea was that either our assets would execute him in the getaway vehicle or that the British, who were also in on the deal, would do the shooting. Mike Pompeo, former head of the CIA, was smack in the middle of it, which I totally believe. Once you fully grasp the extent of the CIA and FBI's crimes as it regards Trump, well, it's truly staggering. The cover story from these CIA officials is that Assange had planned to release a bunch, it was called Vault 7, of CIA hacking programs that were owned by and unique to the CIA and that they had to stop them. It's total BS. But I'll get to that in just a second. There were two reasons the CIA wanted Assange dead. He had proof of not one, but two crimes committed by the CIA. When he released Vault 7, what we learned, and I was horrified by it, was that the CIA had gotten tired of getting warrants and going to the NSA to get data on people it wanted to surveil. So, without congressional authorization and in complete violation of the law and the Fourth Amendment, they just created their own NSA database so they could spy on all of us and all of Congress and anybody they'd want to blackmail. It scoops up all the same information. Everything you text, everything you email, you know, all your metadata, everything you do. It was a crime for them to create it. It was a crime for them to have it. Julian Assange, who you might have guessed by now is one of my personal heroes, revealed it. They knew he knew, and they wanted him dead. They wanted to stop the Vault 7 release for that reason alone. 
But then there are the bigger crimes that needed to be covered up, the ones that relate to the DNC server. If you were the FBI and you wanted to get to the bottom of the supposed Russian hacking that we now know there was never any proof of, what would be the first piece of evidence? Like say you were, I don't know, Robert Mueller, that you'd go after the dang DNC server. They never did. In fact, they did everything they could to avoid taking possession of it. At one point, a fight broke out over the media between former FBI director James Comey and Debbie Wasserman Schultz, then the head of the DNC. Comey insinuated that Schultz, Wasserman Schultz, wouldn't give him the server. She wasn't having that. She shot back that they'd never even asked. So where is the server today? I'm glad you asked. Remember that perfect conversation that they impeached Trump over? Google the transcript of that some, sometime and you'll see why that CIA agent turned whistleblower on him. It wasn't because he was looking for evidence of Biden's crimes. No, read the beginning of the transcript. Trump had learned that the Democrats had managed to sneak the server out of the country. It was in Ukraine. Trump was trying to cut a deal to get the server. That's why they panicked. That's why it was a CIA asset who ultimately made up a story about how Trump had broken the law on the transcript, figuring they'd never declassify it. Trump did. But let's go back to the CIA's latest lies. That they had to kill Assange, or try to, to keep him from releasing Vault 7, which did do a lot of harm to the CIA, including a lot of its illegal hacking programs and its big NSA-style spying program. That program has caused some problems before. You can Google this. John Brennan, when he was head of the CIA, was grilled by Congress. Congress members, from Democrat Dianne Feinstein to Republican Lindsey Graham, were furious. They had caught the CIA spying on them, their own personal computers. At the time, the committee they sat on was investigating CIA dark rendition sites. The CIA didn't like that. At first, John Brennan claimed it didn't happen. He claimed that under oath. He was lying. That's a felony, by the way, worth up to five years in prison, but CIA's royalty and laws don't apply to them. Eventually, John Brennan would have to admit under oath that he'd spied on every member of the committee using that very NSA software I told you about, a total violation of the law. But the members of Congress, after a scolding, let him off. Why? Because they got blackmail material on all of them. But let's go back to the lie they're telling right now. They had to courageously take Assange out because he was going to release the Vault 7 evidence. And it would ultimately give people around the world the CIA's own hacking software, plus the evidence of its crimes. Yep, Assange just had to die so that release wouldn't happen. It's a lie. Here's how we know that. And this gets to the real twist in the story. Assange himself didn't release Vault 7, not from the Ecuadorian embassy. Someone else did. So assassinating him was never going to stop the release of Vault 7. But negotiating with him would have, and did. Several Democrats and Republicans, including Senator Mark Warner, a Democrat out of Virginia, cut a deal with Assange. Assange wanted safe passage to the U.S. He wanted immunity from prosecution, and he had Vault 7. Together, they had negotiated a deal. Assange would remove the most harmful parts of Vault 7, basically disabling the hacking parts of it so that the world would see what the CIA 
had because he's a journalist, but they would be unable to use these programs. They wouldn't be rendered useless to the CIA. He wouldn't dump the whole vault. In exchange, he'd come to America. It was a good deal. I agree, by the way, with the release of Vault 7, which chronicles the CIA's many crimes against the American people and the world. The world needed to know what they had and what they were capable of, but not to be given the actual materials that Assange ultimately released. And why did he ultimately release them? Because there was no way James Comey, the FBI or the CIA, could allow Assange to hit American soil and grab a microphone they couldn't control. At the time, Assange had already released about 8,000 pages of documents on the CIA's cyber weapons, but that didn't deter the talks because U.S. officials were more concerned about what he might release next. And, like I said, he'd planned to neuter it. So what was the problem? The other part of the deal that desperately had two Republican Congress members in particular pushing it. As part of the deal, Assange was willing to discuss technical evidence ruling out certain parties in the controversial leak of the Democrat Party emails to WikiLeaks during the 2016 election. Which parties? The Russians. Hence, you see why the Russians would be so eager to get him out of the Ecuadorian embassy. And the Brits and the Americans would be so eager to kill him. Think about the extent to which our CIA and FBI lied to us about that hack in order to get the ability to legally spy on Trump by, it turns out, lying at a felony perjury level to the FISA court. By the way, everything I'm telling you right now, you can read in an article in The Hill published June 26, 2018. The headline is, How Comey Intervened to Kill WikiLeaks Immunity Deal. Wait a minute. Former FBI Director James Comey could have stopped the release of Vault 7, the most devastating security breach ever of our intel agencies? Uh Uh-huh. But he scuttled the deal instead, guaranteeing the release of Vault 7. And why would Comey do a thing like that? Here's your answer right here in the Hill article. This is a quote from Assange's attorney. Quote, Mr. Assange offered to provide technical evidence and discussion regarding who did not engage in the DNC releases. Again, who was it? That Assange insisted was not his source? Russia. And he said he could prove it. Now Google this. The Wall Street Journal article from September 15th, 2017. The headline is this. GOP congressman sought Trump deal on WikiLeaks, Russia. California's Dana Rohrbacher asks for a pardon of Julian Assange in return for evidence Russia wasn't the source of hacked emails. Rohrbacher was so confident he was going to pull off this deal that he cut with Assange along with the other Congress members I told you about, that he was actually bragging that our intel agencies were lying, that our media was lying, and that that would soon be revealed with the help of Assange, that our very intel agencies had partnered with the Democrat Party to fabricate the evidence of a Russian hacking so they could frame a president of the United States of America and hope to remove him from office. Again, Who did Assange finger as the murdered provider? Seth Rich, a Democrat who worked at the DNC and had access to the evidence. Now, keep in mind, the FBI has been caught in federal court lying about Seth Rich. A FOIA was filed by an attorney for any correspondence within the FBI having to do with Seth Rich 
They told a federal court under penalty of perjury. They'd never discussed him. There was no email or other correspondence. Turns out there was a trove of it. Seth Rich was discussed at the highest levels of the FBI. They were very interested in him. We still don't know why. But let's get back to the Wall Street Journal article. Let me read you this paragraph so you can understand why our government planned to murder Julian Assange. I think they've actually tried in another plot, but we'll get to that in a minute. Here's from the Wall Street Journal. The possible deal, a term used by Mr. Rohrbacher, the congressman, during the Wednesday phone call, would involve a pardon of Mr. Assange uh, or something like that, Mr. Rohrbacher said. In exchange, Mr. Assange would present a computer drive or other data storage device that Mr. Rohrbacher said would exonerate Russia in the long-running controversy about who was the source of hacked and stolen material aimed at embarrassing the Democrat Party during the 2016 election. Now, keep in mind, at the highest levels of the CIA and the FBI, they have testified under oath that Russia did this. We know they're lying because we know the only evidence they had came from CrowdStrike. And we know what CrowdStrike testified in 2017. They had no evidence of hacking. They don't even know if there was a hack. And if there was a hack, they can't decisively say who did it. Folks, understand at their advice, we line tanks up at the Russian border and menace them under Obama. And that is how I was able to predict almost a year ago that Seth Rich would never step foot alive in an American courtroom. I have that confirmed this week, along with the sheer evil of the CIA. And by the way, um, Trump denied that there ever was such a plan. I'm not surprised they wouldn't have looped Trump in. Trump had praised Assange on multiple occasions. And by the way, what the CIA planned, that's murder. It's a crime. I believe they've been trying to kill Assange in other ways for a while. Google the story of what he looked like when he had to be carried out of the Ecuadorian embassy, half out of his mind. At one point in the British prison where they're now keeping him, by the way, he's been in prison one way or another for over a decade, whether locked in the embassy or other prisons under false charges that later were dropped. Assange, when they moved him from the Ecuadorian embassy to the British prison, was half out of his mind. He didn't seem to know his name or to be able to properly elucidate who he was, where he was, or what the date was in British court. It's the last time anybody's really seen him. And since then, other inmates in the British prison where he is kept have filed complaints. They say he's being tortured by British officials inside the prison to the point where it threatens his life. And his sanity. That assumes there's any of that even left. Now, why would the Brits go along with, be fingered in, this attempt to assassinate Julian Assange? Because remember, Five Eyes, they played right along with this, creating the whole fake narrative about Russian collusion. It came, remember, from a British spy who ultimately made up and lied and fabricated the Russian evidence that would later be passed on to the U.S., they're knee deep in this with us. Can you see now why Seth Rich had to die? Can you see now why Julian Assange does? Which is why I repeat my prediction again. Julian Assange will never step foot alive in a, into a U.S. courtroom. There's too many microphones there. His speech has to be controlled. As a side note, even more shocking is the complete lack of shock or utter concern. This has been... 48 hours now since this is broken. Not a peep out of Congress. We now have CIA members trying to assassinate people who are politically inconvenient for them. Even when the means exist to stop the leak. 
Again, the Congress members had already cut the deal. Comey scuttled it. There should be congressional hearings on this. The CIA doesn't have the right to murder journalists for doing no differently than the New York Times has done. Just in the last week, they most recently published classified information. They do it many times a year. Getting that information out and giving it to the New York Times is a crime. But you'll notice no one's ever punished for that. And the idea of actually imprisoning the reporters... It would never happen. It's only Assange they want because he has delineated their crimes. He has embarrassed them. And it should terrify Congress and the American people that the CIA actually thought that it would be okay to assassinate the guy. It means the agency's gone rogue. But then I've argued that for a long time about them and the FBI. They're no longer really even American, tethered only to this country by the funding they get to Congress. They're more like mini-states. The CIA in particular raises its own armies all over the Middle East, stacked with jihadists who commit genocides. They've long since ceased being an agency that answers in any meaningful way in Congress. But then I would refer you back to when John Brennan got cold dead busted spying on members of Congress in violation of the law and after having committed a felony level of perjury before Congress under oath. And nothing happened. Our elected officials fear the CIA. The CIA fears no one and apparently believes they can kill whoever they want. Pray for Julian Assange. In him is an example of what would happen to a real journalist. He is a real journalist. Not the fake kind at the New York Times that use our intel illegally acquired, never punished for that, to embarrass Republicans. Assange is an equal opportunity offender. He embarrassed Bush and then Obama and then the CIA. For that, he got a death sentence. But thank God they haven't managed to carry out. Yes. Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening.